welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm super happy that you are here. I would totally do this podcast even if you weren't, but it helps that people listen. (laughs) It's been an awesome week here in Miami. My bestest friend in the entire universe, Amanda. She was here for the week. I got a text from her last week and she said, do we need each other this next week? With a screenshot of the flight she was about to book. And I immediately burst into tears. Yes, I do. I needed, I needed some Amanda and I didn't even know it and she needed me. So Amanda landed last Sunday night and we spent a week of just so much fun. I've done podcast here with her before. I've talked about the adventures that she and I have had. And so if you've been a follower of my podcast, you know who I'm talking about. But Amanda is the greatest woman alive. Greatest woman of all time. I am convinced of it. No one will ever top it or touch it. She's just uh, she's just everything that I want to be when I grow up. And she's a mom. She's a wife. But most of all, Amanda is Amanda. That's what I love. She is fully and totally Amanda, and she invests in herself, she's honest with herself, she works on herself, but also she gives and loves and takes care of. She's got strong wife game, she's got strong mom game, she's got strong friend game, and she's amazing. So we uh, have hiked a mountain together, we've run a marathon together, we've run, did the fight for air climb, climbing stairs in a quote-unquote Minneapolis skyscraper together that was our first adventure we've done a billion workouts together we've done um our our bodybuilding show together um and so she's my bestie she's my ride or die and we laugh so hard the thing that is really detrimental when I'm with Amanda is I typically laugh so hard that I get an asthma attack and so I have to keep an inhaler on me at all times in fact this trip um I had her keep an inhaler and I kept an inhaler most of the time So she was here for the week and she can work remotely. So she worked a lot. I worked a lot and we kind of squeezed all of our work into a few work days so we could have a day to drive down to the Keys, which I've never done. I live in Miami and the Keys are driving distance, obviously from where I am, but I haven't been down there. It's not something that I do by myself and it's not super close. Key West is like three and a half hours if you were to drive straight. And so it's not something that you just hop in the car and do, but Amanda found a list of the cool things to see along the way between Miami and the Keys, the end of the Keys, uh, Key West, and we did them. So we got up bright and early. It was rainy off and on, which was really annoying, but we, you know, we allowed it. So top down on the convertible, top up on the convertible, top down, top up, top down. Oh, crap, top up. (laughs) That's how it went. But we stopped at a bird sanctuary, which was really cool. That was free, and they had all of these really beautiful birds that had been injured and could never be released to the wild. And so they had these happy little homes in this bird sanctuary with little placards and you could read about them. And there was a spotted barn owl named Junior. That was my favorite. Super scruffy hair. Loved it. Um, So we got to walk around there and see some cool birds. We stopped at a really cool roadside cafe. And then the highlight was to go to Robbie's. (laughs) Robbie's is this little roadside, they have a campground and whatnot, but it's a restaurant and bar 
and grill and gift shop and little mall emporium on the side of the road and they have it's on the water and so they have this little area you walk out to the dock you pay 250 for a bucket of fish and they have these little nets set up and you stick your hand through the net holding a fish and these giant tarpon fish come up and take the fish out of your hand they come up and they jump and they're really big and it scares the living crap out of you super fun because the deck um the deck is also covered in pelicans who are like hi best friend you have a fish and i'm taking it i'm just gonna take it and they're really aggressive and they just follow you around and they eye you and they look like they're funny because they walk funny but no they want you to die and they want your fish so they have a bunch of people whose job it is with a broom to just shove pelicans off of you and you dangle these fish over the water and these tarpon come and take it out of your hand which is startling because they swim around like i don't want your fish it's fine and then all of a sudden i want your fish and they jump up and take the fish and take half your arm off basically they don't bite but i mean they kind of get you i didn't I didn't have a fish touch me. So Amanda started, she did it first and um, she, she got right in there, but she's a fisherwoman. She's used to touching fish and being around fish. I've never touched a dead fish until this day. So it was interesting for me, but you dangle the fish over there. Sure enough, <laughs> the giant tarpon jumped up and got it and we just shrieked and it was hilarious. And, um, and then I did it and then we were done and it was super fun. So if you have a chance to go to Robbie's, um, it's an Isla Morado um marathon key I think it is not sure which key but whatever it's on it's between here and there so we did that and um we ended up down in Key West and uh, rented some bikes and just pedaled around the area pedaled around the water pedaled down to the southernmost point of the continental U.S. got a little selfie didn't want to wait in line with everyone to get a selfie so I just like I cheated I just waited till I could see the buoy and did a selfie and off we went and um, had a lovely meal there at the water and uh, turned our bikes in and uh, buzzed back up to Marathon Keys, spent the night, took a nice sunrise walk and was back in Miami ready to get back to work by one o'clock. So we walked into my apartment. She grabbed her laptop, immediately covered in stress and all the work she needed to get done before the end of the day. I filled my wagon of weights, pulled it out to the park and trained my clients outside and we were back to work. But it was so fun to have a little reprieve in the middle of the week and some girl time. And, you know, we can talk ad nauseum about all the things. And the one thing that we're working on together right now is building a booty because we want to do bodybuilding shows again and we both need to build better glutes. So that involves eating and doing butt workouts. So our butts are sore all the time. We're eating food. We're gaining weight. We're trying real hard to be okay with that. Um, Some days we're better with it than others. Um, But lots of stuff to process there. Um, She's been on the podcast here before when we were doing our prep for our first show, and um, we learned so much. And we learned that, you know, dieting is hard, but now we know how to diet. And now bulking and adding muscle is hard, and we've not really intentionally done this before. So it's a different kind of hard and kind of messes with you in a different way. But we like hard things. We continue to do hard things. So one of the highlights was we went and got massages down the street. Um, I didn't have enough notice to book a masseuse that I would know that I could say, oh, this one is great. So just looked online. There was a place down the street. I had been there a few years ago. I remembered that it was a pretty intense experience, but kind of thought, well, that was a long time ago. So we walked down there and um, it was this little, little, I don't know if it was a Thai massage place, but 
it was dark and there were signs all over very clearly in bold letters telling you that you must wear your underwear and that absolutely nothing was going to be offered outside of a regular therapeutic massage. So you shouldn't expect it and it wasn't going to be offered. We promise, we promise, we promise. So that was a little like, okay, what exactly do some people think is going to happen here? (laughs) I don't know. But uh, problem number one, we both walked in there in sundresses and like, you know, I don't know about most girls, but I don't, you know, it's a sundress. I'm not also going to be packing some granny panties under there. So they luckily have disposable diapers that you can wear while you're getting massaged. So these really nice paper elastic waist things with little rip off things on the side just to get you nice and cozy. So she went in one room, I went in the other and face down and covered in a blanket. I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. We were so sore from our workouts. So the lady asked me if I wanted medium or hard. And I said, oh, medium, nice. I want a nice massage. She said, okay. So basically, she started by just pushing on my upper back, like pushing all the way up and down my spine with her whole body weight. So it was like a chiropractic adjustment. It was like my back cracked. Okay, this is interesting. And more of that, just pushing, kneading. You know, she'd cross my ankles and then bend my knees so that my feet would come up till I hit my butt. And I was like, like forcing all the air out of my lungs. And then she said, "Um, I'm going to use my feet. Can I walk on you? I'm like, uh, yes. (laughs) So she climbed up on the table and there's this little handrail things on the ceiling. Apparently this is all very normal. I didn't ever experience this before. So it was all crazy to me, but she just started walking on me and using her heels to drag down my lats and um, into my glutes, which were really sore. And so it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't relaxing It wasn't comfortable. And all I could think was, I wonder what's happening with Amanda. Because all I could hear was like, this like slapping, which I imagine was like, you know, you know how they do like karate chops on your back? So I kept hearing that. But otherwise, you know, I don't know what was going on. But it was an hour massage. And at no point did she ask me to roll over. And so I thought, this is getting kind of long. But eventually, she jumped off my back and just continued to pummel me, um, push all the air out from under from my lungs. Um, she ended up using some lotion and oil and whatnot. But, like, it was not a pleasant thing. It was kind of like hard work. Like, you have come in here with bruises and um, torn muscles inside, and I'm going to beat them all to hell on top of it. It was, felt like punishment. So we got done very abruptly. You know, she's sitting on me basically and then goes, okay, you done. I'm like, oh. So I get up, um, leave. I I wanted to keep the paper diaper thing, but I thought, well, they might need it more than I do. I most definitely won't be wearing that again. Went out to the front to pay and the lady came out and she said, your friend, very tight. I said, yeah, yeah, we we work out. She's like, very tight. Almost like, oh, tell your friend. She's very tight. I'm like, I'm sure she's aware. So paid. Amanda came out, paid, kind of quiet. We go out in the front on the sidewalk. And I'm like, what'd she do to you? She's like, oh, my God. I said, wait, did you say medium or heavy? And she's like, I said hard. I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, so apparently they beat her to hell. And at one point, 
Kermasus got on her hands and knees on Amanda, on her back, dug her knees into Amanda's glutes, into her butt cheeks. And then basically the sound I'd been hearing was her fluttering her feet, kicking (laughs) Amanda's calves really, really fast. So our walk home involved demonstrating this on the sidewalk, laughing so hard we basically had both had asthma attacks and um, just in general in pain. I'm pretty sure Amanda was bruised. But um, it was crazy. It was not relaxing. It was not therapeutic. And basically, they found a lot of knots in our muscles, and they were going to try to fix it all in one massage. (laughs) So apparently, Amanda's masseuse asked her if she does a lot of yoga. And I was like, no. (laughs) Can't you tell? I'm not. If I did yoga, I wouldn't be so stiff and and tight. (laughs) So that was a fun highlight. Not highlight. Low light. Funny moment. So anyway, that was my week. Week with my bestie. It was awesome. Food for the soul. Just, it was just awesome. She loved on me. She spoiled me. She took care of me. She just zoomed in and loved on me. And I just, um, it was the best. It was the best. So she headed home and um, I'm back to my routine here doing boot camp. And um, it's Linda's birthday next week. So lots of birthdaying. Went out last night to a really beautiful restaurant. Really awesome DJ at the Satai. Jaya is the restaurant at the Satai Hotel. If you ever come to Miami, you must go there on the weekend and hear DJ Mac because DJ Mac is holy buckets so amazing. So it was really cool. But you know what was interesting? And like, um, I'm just going to be really honest and transparent because I don't know how else to be. But, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not accustomed to going out. I... I'm just not a going out person. I never have. I've not gone out a whole lot. Um, When I was 19, I got married. I had a kid. I missed clubbing days. I missed partying days. I had my first drink in my 30s. Um, I'm from Minnesota. There isn't really a club scene. Um, I spent most of my adulthood obese and not knowing how to dress myself. So the idea of going out to party in Miami is something that I'm like, "Uh, I don't really know how to do this. But I try once in a while when I'm invited. I try to hang. I try to go and try to like show up and at least not stand out. But we went to dinner. Um, I've been to this place one other time for my birthday. Um, but I'm I'm quite a bit heavier now than I was when I went last time. And I'm heavier than I was last time. I had to wear a pretty fun dress because I'm working on building muscle. And so I couldn't find anything in my closet that fit my body except a dress that I got from Macy's that is just like lace covered in sequins. It could be worn by a 43-year-old going to dinner at, like, Olive Garden. Or it could be worn by, like, the mother of the groom at a wedding in Nebraska. That's the kind of dress it is. Um, but it fit. So that this was, this was the criteria. It fit. Nothing was hanging out. And it was sparkly. And I've learned my lesson in Miami. You need to shimmer or sparkle or else you look weird when you go out. So I put that on. And I had no purse or anything that went with it because they don't care about stuff like that. And so I'm like, well, I just won't bring a purse. So I just tucked my license and my credit card into my phone. Okay, so that's done. Then I'm like, all right, shoes. (laughs) This dress was navy blue. I have no shoes that go with it except clunky sandals that go with sundresses. So I pulled out my shoes I wore for my bikini shows, which are super high heels and they're sparkly and they're clear. And they worked. Like, okay, fine, whatever. They're sparkly. I put those on and... um. It's good to go. Luckily, I'd gotten my hair done, so I had a fresh blowout. My hair looked pretty. Put on as much makeup as I could possibly put on my face because it's Miami. And um, off we went. And so 
I was already feeling a little bit uncomfortable in my skin because I know that I, it doesn't matter what I wear. I'm not going to fit in because what I wear is never going to be quote unquote Miami. I'm just not, it's not my aesthetic. It's not my style. And so going to these fancy places gives me a little anxiety because I don't, I don't know how to hang and it doesn't matter except in Miami. Maybe it's everywhere. Maybe I'm just judging Miami too harshly, but it matters here in those settings. You walk in, everyone looks at you. They look you up and down. People are looking for brand names and labels and stuff. It's an incredibly, um, I don't know. I'm just going to call it how I feel. It's disgusting and it's gross and I hate it. Um, you're judged based on your label and your flash and it's disgusting. I, I, it, it grosses me out. I, I, I feel like it's like human humanity and the, the worst behavior and the worst, it's the worst. It's the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing as human beings. And it's, it's just, it's blatant and I hate it. And maybe I wouldn't hate it if I had brand names and I could pull up in a Ferrari and I had Dolce & Gabbana on my butt and I had a Fendi logo on everything and I had a Louis Vuitton handbag and like whatever else that people have. Maybe I wouldn't feel that way. Maybe I feel that way simply because I don't have it. But I also know that if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't spend my money on that stuff because I don't care. I have a Louis Vuitton handbag. It was $56 in Chinatown and I love it because it's pretty, which is why I wanted it. I didn't want it because it said Louis Vuitton. I wanted it because it's the prettiest Louis Vuitton that they make and uh, I wanted it and I got it for 56 I got it for $50 because my friend Melissa was with me and she gave them the other $6 and I never paid her back. So, all that to say, I love the beauty of this place. I love being able to go out with my friends. But the whole thing is very difficult for me. And I'm trying to be very aware of what's going on. I don't want to be a judgy jerk. I don't want to look down on other people simply because I feel less than, which is what humans we tend to do. And I know some of that happens in my heart. It's like, I can't hang. They have more than me. So I need to find a way to discredit them so I don't feel so bad about myself. I know that happens in my heart. And I... I can't always stop it, but I'm trying to notice it and I'm trying to hold myself accountable for it because that is worse than being judged for a label is to judge someone because they have a label. It's worse. And to make assumptions about these people um, is not kind either or correct. So it's all, it's all a mental noise situation for me because I'm noticing how I'm feeling and I'm noticing that I don't like how I'm feeling and I'm trying to be very accountable and honest about it all to myself. So just going and enjoying seems very hard. But anyway, <laughs> um, luckily I was with people that I really love and that love me and they don't care what I wear and they just want me there. And I love that. So we sat down, we had dinner. Dinner was beautiful. They have these fire dancers and contortionists that come out every half hour and there's a water feature and there's lush greenery and they had this amazing DJ. Oh my gosh. So great. And we were sitting front and center. And so some other people came and got sat in our little nook. And apparently they were a big deal because people kept coming over and taking selfies with them and sending them drinks and treating them like they were the king and the queen of the universe. So I don't know who they were, but they were apparently very important. And so that meant that our little group got lots of treatments. They sent over drinks. Somebody sent over drinks and all that stuff, which was fun. I don't drink. So, um, I just, I did taste it, but 
anyway, so it was uh, an interesting experience and I don't, I don't know, I'm not done processing how I feel about it because it was awesome and it was beautiful, but it brought up just a lot of, a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that I understand, like I still have a lot of work to do and not shrinking. I did an episode about that, about my trip to Ukraine. It's so important to show up and be completely and totally you in every situation and not shrink um, because you're around people that are different or quote unquote better. And that's something that in my settings that I'm comfortable in, I have no problem showing who I am. I have no problem being me. But when I'm in a foreign situation, um, I completely and totally shut down. And I want, I want to find a way to not do that because it's, it's not authentic to shrink. It's not authentic to be sitting back and be afraid of other humans based on outward appearances, just like it's not okay to feel okay around other humans based on those same appearances. Um, the ultimate goal is to be able to represent myself in all situations fully me. And I'm not there yet, which I think is obviously like none of us are all ever complete, (laughs) but it's just interesting. So I'm still processing it tonight. Totally different vibe. Another party for Linda's birthday, going to a club, um, leaving. I'm going to be leaving to go somewhere after 10 PM. I'm going to start doing something after the time I normally am in bed. So this is going to be an interesting experience. Um, to be starting to go, to to go, to leave, to 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 depart. <laughs> uh, but it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. This is gonna be a little bit more, um, more come as you are. I think. I don't know. We'll see. I'm a terrible dancer, so I'm just hoping it's dark and that you know I can then I can get my dance on and have some super fun and no one will go wow look at the homeschooler because I dance like a homeschooler and that's fine I actually um don't care about that anymore because dancing there is no bad dancing there's just misunderstood dancing and understood dancing (laughs) I'm a misunderstood dancer my favorite protein bar, Built Bars. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. I eat them a lot. They're amazing. They're the size of a Snicker bar and they have 150 calories, which is half the calories of a Snicker bar. They on average have five to nine grams of sugar, which is a quarter to a third of the sugar in a Snicker bar. And they have protein, which is a lot more than what you'll find in a Snicker bar. On average, they have 17 grams of protein, 150 calories. They're made with real chocolate. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use my code DESTINATIONBEGIN, you're going to save money on trying Built Bar. They have a mixed box, and they also, you can buy half a box. You can get Cherry Garcia. You can get Blueberry Muffin, the double chocolate brownie chunk. They have a new Caramel Almond Delight, delicious. And they also have Built Puffs, which are protein marshmallow covered in chocolate. They're delicious. Check them out. If you haven't had them, you are missing out. They're a really great way to add some protein into your life in a way that tastes yummy. And they're small enough that they're not a meal replacement like a lot of protein bars. They also don't wreck your guts and they don't suck all the moisture out of your mouth. So builtbar.com, give them a try. Use my code destinationbegin. Save some money and fall in love with some really yummy chocolate protein bars in your life. So this week I'm doing some Q&A. 
I've asked for some podcast topics and I've gotten a smattering of responses and I thought, well, instead of doing a whole episode about each of these things, I'm going to select a few of them that I don't have enough material to do a whole podcast on and just answer some questions. So um, a question that I got was, what is the best kind of workout clothes to wear that wash and don't retain um, a smell? (laughs) So um, I understand this question to a degree. Some workout clothes end up not they they hold like odor or they they just can never come clean when you sweat in them a lot um number one change your detergent because sometimes it's the detergent um but number two you want to make sure that you're using high quality workout gear because a lot of the stuff that you get at i don't know like stores that aren't specifically workout fitness athleisure type lines they use synthetic materials and um they're just not made to wick moisture correctly they hold on to not only do they hold on to smells but they hold on to bacteria and um so a lot of the good brands will have antimicrobial antimicrobial um and sweat wicking materials so always go to if you want some really good workout clothes you should go to a a company a store a retailer or an online group that that's what they're known for they have an established line so that said the only thing I can tell you are my favorites and um, I answer this question a lot to people I train and people on the beach and it's um, I understand I wear workout clothes every single day of my life there's never a day that I don't wear workout clothes because there's never a day that I don't either work out or coach or all of the above so my number one favorite is Old Navy um, Old Navy has amazing workout clothes. They have really great compression. They have they have figured out where ladies need compression. Um, I call it sucky pants. <laughs> compression and then also waistbands that don't dig, um, inseams that are long enough. I, I just love it. They have a line um, of really cute like jogger style ones to wear for athleisure and then the ones that they have for actual working out. Um, really are great they're power sculpt they have high waist they have high waisted ones that are less and less um, sucky the higher the waistband so they don't pinch you the the level of elasticity decreases the higher up your waist it goes and yet they're nice and tight on the hips on the glutes on the thighs and then they tend to be graduated again down your leg and how tight they are so they don't cut off circulation at your ankle and you can get them off they also come in the full length and the seven eighth length for leggings i just love them um i have so many workout clothes you guys it's ridiculous i made a rule that i'm not allowed to buy any this year because i have so many it's insane i'm telling you i probably have 60 to 70 matching workout outfits and that's not a terrible thing except that I have about five pair of old navy leggings and those are the only ones I basically wear so I have all of these and I still reach for every day they're black old navy compression leggings they're a black camo print they're cute they fit me perfectly um you know when when I'm feeling really really thin when I've lost some weight I can just fold the waist down so that they I can pull up higher Right now, when I'm a little bit bulkier, they still fit. They hug me in all the right places. They don't cut off my circulation. I can still wear them. So there's about a 20-pound weight difference between the time I first got these pants and now, and I can still wear them, and I still feel really comfortable in them. So Old Navy, hands down, my number one recommendation 
for uh, for comfort and for just how well they they work. Plus, the price point is amazing. They're just they're so much more affordable than any other brand that I've ever used. And um, the other reason I don't use Lululemon, Lululemon is super popular. I'm not against them. I do have one pair of their pants that feels like the skin from Baby Angels. They're so wonderful. Um, but the price point is ridiculous because, not because they're not worth it, but because I want a variety of outfits. And um, if I have a $128 pair of pants, I'm only going to be able to afford to get a couple. Whereas these Old Navy ones, I think I bought five pairs and think they were 30 bucks a piece. And so I can just have more. That means I can cycle them through the wash um, that's just me. That's my lifestyle. Lululemon, I think they're high quality. I just have not, I just haven't fallen down the Lululemon hole to start spending a lot of money there. Um, and honestly, I don't really, I don't really like their aesthetic that much. That's just, that's my personal opinion. And I'm not, I know that I'm in the minority and I'm honestly very proud of Lululemon. When I used to go to Yoga Sculpt at Core Power in Minneapolis, I went to this one class downtown Minneapolis, and it was um, Saturday morning. It was a 75-minute hot, um, uh, what was it, Yoga Sculpt. It was a packed room, and I would always work out in the front in the corner. And so certain movements, I'd be able to see the entire room. And every single person had a Lulu logo on them somewhere. And I remember like in, you know, toward the end of a yoga class like that, completely dehydrated, completely spent. I was on a euphoric emotional high every time and I would just be so full of love and I would be overwhelmed (laughs) with pride for Lululemon. Think, look at what they did. They started with just this little dream and look at their logo is on every butt and every boob in this room. I'm so proud of what they've done. And like I do, I feel very proud of them. Do I want to wear their stuff? No. So Old Navy number one. Now, as far as cuteness goes and also second place, very close for comfort, um, are Fabletics. So Fabletics, when I first started using them, I I did not like them at all. I didn't like the quality. I didn't like the fit. Everything was a little ill-fitting, but I stuck with them because it's an online company. They do have brick-and-mortar stores now, but it's Kate Hudson's company and started out... um, you know, you could join, you get two pairs of leggings for $25. And then every month you have to say that you want to buy something or skip a month. And if you forget to skip, they charge you 40 bucks and they send you something or something like that. And so I stayed with them because it was too much of a pain to cancel. And then they started to have some cute things that I liked. And so I gradually started to add some items. Well, they have changed a lot of their materials and they have they really value reviews. They pay you very well in rewards points for doing reviews and they take it to heart, it seems. And so they have a line called Power Power Hold and Sculpt Knit. And they are the most comfortable workout clothes and the cutest. I have a hot pink set, um, sports bra and leggings, and they are so cute. And they're like wearing tights, but they are sucky in all the right places. And they're their subscription now is really affordable, I think. You can get a full outfit for about 60 bucks, and um, they always curate a monthly outfit list for you. So I love getting the email and looking at it, but I'm not allowed to purchase this year because I have too much. But um, I highly recommend them. They, they wear well, and I've had some pieces of theirs fall apart, and they've replaced them or given me credit. So they've got great customer service, and um, I just love – I think their stuff is so cute. And they have some athleisure lines. They also now have a men's line. So I really recommend Fabletics. 
Other than that, I've done a few other little little subscriptions. There's one called Ellie, E-L-L-I-E. Similar concept to Fabletics. I've gotten some really cute things from them. Um, that one I will probably just cancel because they don't have enough variety. But if you like cute workout outfits, they're, they fit really well and they're really cute. So that's basically the main workout clothes that I recommend. Old Navy number one, hands down. Supplements. I've been asked a lot about supplements. Supplementation. Do you need to be taking pre-workout? Do I need to be taking post-workout? Do I need to be taking creatine, fish oil, all of these things? So I'm going to talk a little bit about this. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because this is such a subjective um, topic. Number one, if you are eating well and you are working out intensely, you don't need any supplementation to get good results. But if you are to a point where you're doing all of those things and you're really fine-tuning your results and wanting to maximize everything that you're doing, then supplementation is really, really powerful. Um, First of all, pre-workout. Pre-workout is not magic. It's not going to build muscle or anything for you, but I love pre-workout because um, it gives you focus. It gives you extra energy. It gives you some extra pump in your muscles. And so you can see a little bit immediately what you're doing as far as pumping up those muscles. Um, So I love it. And if you get one with a stimulant in it, um, it's, it's, it's really fun. I like that buzz. It's usually some kind of a um, caffeine based stimulant, depending on the brand that you use, but it gets me my brain ready to work out. It gives me some focus. It definitely helps my focus and, um, just makes me feel like, okay, I just pulled the pin. I I took this pre-workout and in 10 minutes I need to be lifting. So it gets me going. So I really love it. I represent first form. And so I will always promote their products because they're amazing. I feel like you have the best product line, um, out there period. And they have three different kinds of work pre-workouts. One, um, is called, um, project one, and that's for a long grind lift. It's a long lasting, uh, pre-workout. So it gives you that nice energy and also helps you with endurance. And then they have a regular pre-workout that's just got like normal amounts of caffeine and stimulant. That's good for your everyday workout. And then they also have a pre-workout that has no stimulants in it. So if you have to work out late at night or toward the end of the day, it's a really great option because it's not going to keep you up late at night. So when you're going to do pre-workout, you should definitely consider if you're going to do a caffeine um, based or a stimulant based one. If you're going to shop in the store, you can always ask somebody for, you know, their recommendations. People who work in like GNC and vitamin shop are typically pretty well versed in what what's popular. And if it's popular, most likely it's it's getting good results for people. I know that sounds maybe too simple, but um, lifters, bodybuilders, people who lift seriously and take all that stuff, they typically know what works for them. And so um C4 is a really good brand I really love for pre-workout. And then there's, you know, every supplement company comes out with their own product and they always have some kind of fun name, but it's because this stuff actually is very cheap to produce. So there's a big markup on it. So every company is going to have some. So there's going to be a billion choices and they're all basically made of the same stuff. So find one you like the flavor of, you like the buzz and just, you know, that's about as complex as I'm willing to get when I explain that. But you don't need it. You absolutely don't need it. If you drink coffee before you lift, you absolutely don't need pre-workout. And you should be careful because I've, you know, had three, four espresso shots and then hit the pre-workout and I felt like I was going to jump out of my skin. So monitor how much caffeine you're getting pre-workout. Things like fish oil, magnesium, potassium, those things should be a part of your diet no matter what. Um, You should be supporting your body's hydration. Um, 
a basic list of supplements you should be taking fish oil magnesium potassium vitamin d vitamin c zinc and um some kind of thyroid support honestly um that's a long list but if if you want to get started on all of that that's what you should be doing is getting all of those types of supplements in those are the supplements we typically are a little low on based on the standard american diet and especially if you're lifting or working out a lot those are things you need to make sure that are ample in your system the number one question I get asked about, though, is creatine. Creatine is the most researched supplement on the market, and it's been proven that it most definitely helps to hydrate your muscles. So if you are a lifter and you're lifting four to five times a week, add creatine into your into your routine. Basically, um, the science of creatine, I'm just going it, to... It's basically an amino acid. And so amino acids, they're part of larger molecules of protein. And amino acids all have different purposes. Um, but basically, phosphocreatine <laughs> um, is something that that we need that creatine, you take creatine, it helps you to make more phosphocreatine, which is stored in your muscle. And then your muscle can use it for energy. So creatine is, it's proven. It's one of the ones that is proven that, um, it helps to build muscle mass and gives makes you stronger on your lifts. It can strengthen your heart. And um, people say it can help you. Um, it's an anti-aging benefit as well. So the only thing about creatine is you need to make sure you're hydrated. Because if you take creatine, um, it can cause you some dehydration. So that's the really the only caveat. If you want to take creatine, awesome. Add 16 to 24 ounces of water into your day. Take it, which means you're... you're core starting weight when you start taking creatine is going to go up a little and stay there because your body's going to be storing more water in order to, you know, basically store that and create the phosphocreatine in the muscle. So if you're going to add something, I'd say start with creatine because it's, it's proven. It's been researched. It's been proven that it actually has an impact on your strength and on your muscle mass creation. So again, um, first form they have, um, creatine, it's amazing. So if you're curious about it, get some, try it for a month, see if you notice a difference, see if it interacts with anything. And you know, you can always stop taking it. It's not like you have to commit to something forever. Um, so that's my take on that. The most important supplement though is protein. Um, you need to be hitting your protein number um, every day. Your protein should be 0.8 to one gram per pound of your goal weight. So if your goal weight is 160, you should be tapping out at 160 grams of protein a day. Um, and if you're not getting that, then don't worry about the creatine and the, pro, the pre-workout. Get you some protein. So um, a whey protein supplement, an isolate, take that before and after a workout. Um, a meal replacement protein, it's got some carbs and fat. You can use that to supplement as a snack, but get your protein up. It's going to be the number one thing that you want to do before you start worrying about creatine get your protein in. Another question I get is, how do I get motivated? (laughs) And this one I get a lot, and I answer this one a lot, because um, I can't motivate you. Um, I can motivate you for a minute, but when you forget what I tell you, or you forget the inspirational story or the picture, and it just comes down to, it's cold, it's four in the morning, you're supposed to get up and do a workout, I'm not going to be able to help you or motivate you. You have to have something internal that makes you get up and do the thing. And um, motivation is high at the beginning of the year. It's, it's what we do. 
Um, it's a fresh start. It's awesome. And getting that ball rolling is a, it's a powerful time to do that. But eventually that motivation wears off because we get tired. If we're eating in a calorie deficit, we are lacking a little energy. If we're working out, we might be sore. If we're adding fitness into our life, we didn't have it before. We're finding ourselves more tired, maybe a little more irritable, hungrier. We lose. We say, screw this. This is too hard. And so my main suggestion when I get asked that, how do I, you know, I know I want to do it, but I can't do it. What do I do? I, I always say, start very small. So if you say, I need to start a workout routine, um, I should be working out every day. Well, maybe you should be working out every day, but are you gonna? Probably not. So set a, an attainable goal. Three times a week, 30 minutes. Put it in your calendar and think of, to get started, think of the most fun way that you can get moving possible. So if you really hate lifting weights, if you hate going to the gym, think about, okay, what can I do in my own house for 30 minutes? That'll be fun. Can you watch video? Can you do a workout DVD? Um, Can you write your own workout? I really love writing my own workouts. Um, What do I want to do? All right, well, I'm going to do 10 burpees, 15 jumping jacks, and 30 push-ups, and then I'm going to do that twice, and then, okay, then what am I going to do? And I just love to do that. Now, you, that may sound terrible to you, but find, find something that sounds so, so doable that you can't fail, and make the number absolutely doable, even if it's like, I only have to work out on Mondays. You may say, well, I'm not going to bother doing that because that won't do me any good. Well, how often are you working out now? Zero? That is 100% more working out than you're doing now. So start small, put it on your calendar, and make it really important. There was a guy that <laughs> I talked to in the Keys. He asked Amanda and I, who was the cook at the, at the breakfast at our Airbnb, he said, are you bodybuilders? To which we were very happy to say, yes, we are, because we had just gotten done talking about how you know we're gaining weight and it's difficult, but we still look like bodybuilders. And so he's said the same thing. How do I get motivated? I know I want to do it. I said, well, set an appointment on your calendar and you have to be there and treat it like it's the most important thing. Like the president of the United States is going to meet you on your yoga mat. And um, I said, well, actually, I mean, if you might not like Joe Biden, like to hang out with, who would you love to see? And he said, Angela Bassett. I said, all right, put a picture of Angela Bassett by your yoga mat and put it on your calendar. You are working out with Angela Bassett for 30 minutes, three times a week. I don't care how silly that sounds. Make it silly. Make it fun. Make it something that's just for you because in the end, this is just for you. Nobody is going to call you and ask you if you worked out. No one is going to care if you did or you did not like you are going to care if you did or did not. So motivation comes and goes, but discipline is something that you cultivate. So cultivate discipline, cultivate a reputation of always doing what you say you're going to do no matter what. And that starts with not saying you're going to do something if you are not able to or willing to. So don't say, I'm going to get up 5 a.m. five days this week. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's a chance on Friday, you're not going to do it. So say, all right, Monday through Thursday, I'm getting up early. Or Monday through Thursday, I'm going to work out 30 minutes. Make it something you absolutely will not fail at so that you can start the momentum and start that new reputation of trusting yourself. The last thing I'm going to talk about is a touchy subject. I get asked this a lot or it comes up in conversation a lot. And that is talking to people you love about their weight. So a lot of people on a health and fitness journey or they've changed their life, they have family members that are not interested in getting healthy and that live very unhealthy lifestyles. And so I get asked a lot, 
how do I talk to my brother? Or, you know, will you talk to my brother or my sister or my cousin? Um, they need to lose weight and they don't care. And it's really frustrating. And I, I have often said, okay, how do, you, how do you want me to do this? Hi, hi, Steve's brother. Um, so, you know, you're, I was talking to your brother and he was saying that you're overweight and he's really concerned about that. Okay, that is, you, now I've pissed off your brother and hurt your brother's feelings and ruined your relationship, okay? There's no way for me to do that. And honestly, it's none of your business. It is none of your business what other people do with their bodies and their lifestyle. You may be surrounded by 10 family members who are all heinously overweight and eating pizza in your face 24-7, and you may be the only person in your family that eats a salad and works out. It is none of your business what they do. Now, if they give you crap, which is very common, then you can come up with some things that you can say to respond, but I still will encourage you to remember it is not about you and it is not your business. The sensitivity that happens with this topic is cannot be overstated because there is no overweight person who needs to be told that they're overweight. There's no one who's addicted to food that needs you to tell them they need to change. It's just like going up to a smoker and being like, hey, did you know smoking causes cancer? Yeah, I freaking knew that. I'm doing it anyway because I'm addicted and because of lots of things that are none of your business. So it's none of your business. And that is a tough pill for you to swallow. And it's a tough pill for me to swallow because you care about people. You aren't looking at your mom who's overweight and thinking, you're overweight, I'm disgusted looking at you. You're thinking, your life could be better. Your life could be fitter. You could be healthier. I don't need to worry about your health as much if you are taking care of yourself. And when you are fit and healthy, you know the reward and the joy of living in a body that, that, that feels good. So of course you want what's best for them. And it's difficult to sit around and eat healthy food around people that are eating unhealthy food and to hear their justifications and to see all of that happening. It's tough, but it's none of your business. When someone wants to change, they're going to try to change. And if you are judgy and spouting off at them, they're never going to come to you. Um, I've had to learn this the hard way because I used to be 400 pounds. I got healthy. That's all I talked about. Um, Now this is my job. And so (laughs) I talk about it all the time ad nauseum. Um, And I have people in my life that are not living a healthy lifestyle, and I've learned that it's none of my business. And if they say things to me that are rude to me, I don't retort back with something rude to them. I just remember it's not about me. When I walk into a room full of people that are related to me, that are battling their weight and stuck in food addiction and food shame, um, I walk in and my presence just being in the room says that they could change, that it's possible. And therefore, they immediately, subconsciously, likely feel bad that they have not. And so I represent a bad feeling. And I realized that. And that has nothing to do with me. And that I have compassion for that. Because I just felt that walking into a room full of people that have a lot more money than I do. There's a lot of them are self-made. You know, they've done something that it, it should be possible for me to do, and I haven't done it. I know how that makes me feel. Um, it's not the same, but it's similar. And um, I don't want to be looked down on. And, and the people that you love don't want you to look down on them, especially because of aesthetics. So there is no way to talk to them. Now, I have some suggestions. One thing that I've, this podcast has been popular um, and powerful for is a tool to say, if you have someone you know that's struggling with you know, one particular behavior or something like that, um, send them a podcast. 
and you can just say, hey, I found this podcast. This girl, you know, has lost a lot of weight and she has a lot of tips and tricks and tools. Um, and she's funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just suggesting things you can say. But um, sending them this podcast so that they can just hear it, not from you, but, you know, from me. I'm totally happy to be the person in podcast world that doesn't have a face that is not in their grill yelling at them, but just simply saying, here are some ways that you can get healthier if you choose to. But um, it's a tough one. And the last thing that the people that you love need is for you to shame them or talk down to them or tell them what to do. It's not your job. It's not your place. You can make good choices about your own health and fitness and your own food choices in front of them without apologizing, but also... It's important to not um, be a jerk, <laughs> you know? It's just important. Um, people have their own journey. People have their own personal um, relationship with their bodies and with their food. And um, the last thing that someone with a weight problem needs is for people in their life to pile on. So that's um, maybe not the answer you expected me to say, but that's, that's the true answer. Um, keep your side of the street clean is really one of the main things that we need to do as human beings. And even as a coach, I have consultations all the time and I offer, you know, this is what I do. This is what I can do for you. People leave. They choose not to work with me. They choose to do it on their own. The last thing that I'm going to do when they come back a couple months later and say, I couldn't do it on my own. I do need a coach. The last thing that I'm going to say is, oh yeah, I knew you couldn't do it alone. And in between now and then, I'm going to encourage them anyway. I'm going to say, hey, you know, thanks so much for sharing. That's personal. Um, anything that I can do to cheer you on, I will. If you've eaten it in shame, I've eaten it in shame. <laughs> I've had to start over. Um, you know, even if you get to a goal weight, you're still going to have to work hard the rest of your life. And um, once people understand that we're all fighting the same type of lizard brain war, um, it can it can unite us. But, you know, don't yell at them. Don't tell them that they need to do anything. Just love on them as they are, Period. That's all I have for you. That's enough, right? <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Q&A. If you have questions or you have something that you want me to talk about, send me a message and we'll do another one of these. I kind of like the random riffing on all these different topics um, to kind of keep things, uh, make sure that you guys get the information out of me that you want to get. So have a great week. Reach out to me uh, for questions, comments, feedback, subscribe, like the podcast. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I'm posting story time with Kristen videos and some other videos. Sometimes the podcast also is on YouTube, so you can watch me record a podcast instead of just listen. So that's uh, Coach Kristen on YouTube. So subscribe and follow and enjoy some of the content there too. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.